eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. And another edition of Curd and Logs. The Sparky Fighter, uh, 1250 AM, The Fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. He is Ryan Horvath. Bet MGM tonight, weeknights uh, on the BetQL radio station near you. Watch the games. Check out him, Nick Ashu, and Trista Crick as well. Uh, and, of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Uh, okay, so it's a Wednesday edition as we get ready for the Chargers this week, which uh, Jordan Love better be able to score like 30 points this week because I have a feeling it's going to be a shootout because I don't think this Packers defense is going to stop them very much. Uh, but we'll see how this all plays out. We can talk more about the game coming up on Friday. Uh, so uh, let's talk about Jordan Love a little bit. We're halfway through the season, right? Uh, we're at that halfway point where we can uh, talk about this. And maybe Friday I'll go back and I'll see if I can find our predictions for the season. Uh, that Ryan and I made. I wrote them all down. So we make like our order of finish in the division, uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl, all that stuff. Uh, so if I can find it for Friday, maybe we can go over that on Friday as well. Uh, so anyways, so halfway through the season for the most part, uh, I, I want to kind of get where we are with Jordan Love and what have we liked from Jordan Love uh, to this point uh, of the season. Uh, I guess I'll start. I, I like um, that he's getting a little bit more comfortable moving around um, and, and getting uh, you know out of the pocket if he needs to uh, to make a throw versus standing in there like a statue. I like that. Uh, I like his ability to spread the ball around, uh, even though those two Christian Watson interceptions, you know, kind of will drive everybody crazy and think yeah, that's the new Devonte. Uh, but I do like the ability to to spread it around and trust guys. Right? I mean, a guy drops the ball, he doesn't avoid him for the rest of the game. He goes back to him again, uh, whether it be you know Reed or Wicks or whoever the case may be. Musgrave, Musgrave's dropped plenty this year. Yeah. Uh, he's still throwing the ball to Musgrave. Um, I like the the idea uh, that they're getting more chunk plays now. When they have eight or nine chunk plays, twenty yards or more in that last game. Um, so now 
you know, he's throwing the ball down the field and actually connecting on some of these. Earlier in the year, he threw the ball down the field and missed on all of them. Um, so the fact that he's connecting now on some of these, I'm happy with that. You're seeing improvement from, from that aspect as well. Uh, and I, I think the other thing that I'm, I'm happy about, and it's going to start like a slam on Rodgers, but that's the last thing I've seen, which is I like how he conducts himself on the field, right? He, he's not having a, a tremendous amount of body language every time something goes horrible. Um, he's not yelling and screaming at guys that we know of uh, on the sidelines. I've not heard of him yelling and screaming at anybody in practices. Uh, now, will he at some point get to that point in the next couple of years as things don't get better? Yeah, I would guess. Maybe he gets to that point. Uh, but right now, he's not. Um, and I think for a very young offense that knows uh, they aren't very good and are trying to figure the way out of this, him yelling and screaming, it probably wasn't going to help anything anyhow. Um, so I, I like that aspect of Jordan Love too. Uh, Ryan Horvath, what have you liked from Jordan Love so far this season? Yeah, I mean, like Jordan Love can make some really, 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 really ridiculous throws, right? Like some sports center type throws. Um, and you're like, whoa. And um, then he can miss some really easy throws. So what I've liked, uh, you know, are um, some of the touchdown passes. I like the game against the Saints earlier this season where they were down three scores. What I'd like to see from Jordan Love is he battles. Like, he's a fighter. Um, I don't know that he's the more, the more, I don't know that he's the most talented quarterback in the league. In fact, like, you know, I know pro football focus doesn't mean everything, but right now he's number 20 in the national football league, like right one spot below Ryan Tannehill playing better than Derek Carr this season. So he's got that going for him, but you know, I like that he battles. I like that. Um, you know, he, he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. You know, he doesn't let couple picks, uh, you know, get him down. It doesn't right. appear when you see him at the podium at the, I mean, like he's not getting a whole lot of help. Um, like you said, Musgraves dropping way too many passes as expected from a rookie. That's why you can't rely on rookies. Christian Watson. I know we're going to get to him and I know there's going to be excuses for him, but if the ball hits you in the hands, I have to catch it. You got to catch the football in the national football league. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, like Romeo Dobbs is a nice player, but he's like a four. I love Jaden Reed. Like the highlights that I've been posting of Jordan Love throws, because there's a lot of there's there's been some really good Jordan Love throws, right? Like he can make like the Mahomes Aaron Rodgers type throws. He has that in him, but he also has, you know, not even like Brett. Like he makes some really bad decisions, and what scares me is it's not under pressure sometimes. Like he makes some bad decisions. From a clean pocket. And, you know, like that's to be expected from a young quarterback. And that's why you wonder how much of this is really on the coaching staff and on Matt LaFleur. Because, you know, I mean, there's plays, there's examples where they could have won a football game. You know, he has A.J. Dillon underneath. He's had guys underneath and he's hunting the big play. And I get it because he has a rocket cannon for an arm. And you would think Christian Watson's a 4-3 guy. Right. With, I'm going to throw jump balls to him. But they're not on the same page. You know, and I don't know how much of that's even on love because Rodgers and Watson weren't on the same page and people were throwing Rodgers under the bus. Oh, Rodgers sucks this year. And I was like, he's off on the deep ball, but is it on Rodgers or is it on Watson? In some games, it looked like it was clearly on Rodgers. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's just, he's an incomplete grade right now. We need a bigger sample size, but it's uh, crazy because like if they were to go winless the rest of the season, I would want Drake May or Caleb Williams. But if you couldn't have one of those guys, you know, I like Bo Nix. 
but I would probably rather run it back with Jordan Love. You know, this isn't disrespect to Jordan Love. It's just I think those guys are going to be like all pro quarterbacks. Whereas with Jordan Love, I don't know yet. I think it's right. maybe if he has the right coaching staff and he has the right weapons. But like, I don't think he's winning a Super Bowl with Wicks and with Dobbs and with Musgrave and with that offensive line. So I'd like to see him play behind a real offensive line. That's what sucks when you have one of the highest paid left tackles and he hasn't done anything in three years. And I mean, I feel bad because it's an injury, but um, yeah. So mainly uh, long answer, the throws that he can make have been what I've liked from Jordan Love. And that, you know, like he doesn't seem like he lets anything get to him. Like there was that play. Because Zach Wilson's clearly broken. Jordan Love doesn't seem broken after some bad performances. Zach Wilson's in a bad spot. Um, but like that Dontavious broken. Who? Mac Jones is broken oh, too. Yeah. That's another you one. watched yep. that game on Sunday morning, which I don't blame anybody that didn't. Like I was I, I almost fell asleep. And after the game, he gets benched for Bailey Zappi, who comes in and throws a game losing pick. And Mac's on the sideline, like just shaking his head, just like, I suck. You could you could tell he wasn't because bl- he went over and he shook all of his teammates' hands and he gave Bailey Zappi a little hug and said, go win the game. He wasn't being a bad teammate. I think you saw like he was like, I suck. And I don't think Jordan Love thinks he sucks because if you think you no. suck, you're not going out there acting like you're Farvin Mahomes. And I like that. Like I loved – I even tweeted this. I love what we saw from Jordan Love the first three quarters last Sunday. I'll even take those picks at the end. Like go out there, use your legs. You're an athlete. Let that freaking arm rip. I don't – you got I mean, I don't want you thrown into double coverage, but right. – um, you know, that's what I wanted to see. He looked like he trusted himself a little bit more. Like he went out there and it was like Jordan Love on the playground all over again. You know, you don't want to see that all the time because that's what we saw that last year at Utah State and he led the country in picks. But we do want to see like a little bit. We want to see like that happy middle. And that's where the coaching staff comes into play. And that's what makes you want, um, worry and wonder a little bit about LaFleur. You know, that that's I, I want to bring up a, 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 a young guy that had his issues. Remember that play? a couple of weeks ago where Wicks went for the first down and he reached out with the ball for the first down marker and the ball hit off the ground, the ball bounced up in the air. The defender caught it, kept his feet in bounds and ended up being a turnover instead of a first down. And Wicks is walking off the field and his head is like in his chest, just head down, just not happy. And I think it was, was it Rajul Douglas or Aaron Jones? One of those vets. Aaron Jones. Yeah, takes his helmet and lifts it up. And it was like, dude, it's fine. Like, we got you. Don't worry about it type deal. And try to pick him up. You don't see that from Jordan Love, right? You don't see him throw a pick and walking off with his head down and feeling bad for himself and all that type of stuff. And from a young guy like Wicks, who makes a big turnover, it hit him hard, right? And he was feeling his feeling his emotions a little bit. You don't have that with Love. Now, the one thing I haven't seen, and not to say that it doesn't happen just because it's not on camera, uh, is I haven't seen the the rah-rah stuff from Jordan Love yet to kind of like be clapping his hands on the sidelines. Hey, we're still in this. We're still in this. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. You haven't really seen that from Love. He seems pretty quiet, pretty reserved, kind of chilled. Him and Tom Clements are on the sidelines looking at film or whatever else. You haven't seen that rah-rah stuff that you see from, you know, the great quarterbacks uh, when they're in that position like they were against the Saints, you know, to kind of rally themselves back or whatever the case may be. That is... I think will come as part of his leadership style. I haven't seen it yet. And again, that's not saying it doesn't happen because it's not on TV. I just haven't seen. Yeah. You know what? Like, I don't care if that never comes to be honest. I love when we see that from Patrick Mahomes, like a guy, 
you know, like a Wicks will fumble and he'll go over and he'll pick his head up and he'll be like, yo, you got, you're going to make a play on the next drive. Don't worry. You know, pick your head up. There's plenty of plays to be made. Rodgers wasn't that guy. You know, Joe Burrow's not that guy. If you watch Joe Burrow during the games, he goes and he sits by himself. He's like a silent assassin. Tom Brady was kind of the same way. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing worse than being in a locker room with a guy that's fake. Like a guy that, like, maybe Jordan Love's just not that type of leader and that's right. fine. Maybe he leads in another way, but there's nothing worse than the guy that has to be rah-rah guy. And you're like, dude, like, you're not rah-rah guy. Because the guy, the guys that are the rah-rah guys that you want to hear from, a great example, Mercedes Lewis. There's a veteran where he's going to go in that locker room, he's going to give a speech, and you're going to want to run through a wall. You're going to want to go out there and kill somebody. You're going to want to, like, hug everybody in that locker room, your brothers. You know, Jordan Love's a young player. He goes up there in front of some of these guys, you know, Rasul Douglas. I know he's not there anymore, but, like, some of the vets, they might just be like, yeah, piss off, kid. Um, So he hasn't really, like, got there yet. Rodgers was never really that leader. You know, I think Rodgers – you know what we're finding out, though, man? I know that people are always going to want to hate on Rodgers. I think Rodgers really was a leader. The fact that he got Alan Lazard, who, in my opinion, is one of the worst receivers in the NFL right now, 40 million or whatever, shows how good of a teammate. No, but I mean, I think Rodgers led in different ways. You know, especially early on, he was really close with his offensive linemen. I mean, you would read those stories, him and the backup quarterbacks, they would be going to like frat parties. Him and Jordy, obviously close. Him and Cobb close. He may have had his like inner circle, but I don't know. I think he was a locker room guy. I think he was a leader in that locker room. And I think the way that he led was he demanded perfection because that's what he was perfection. You know what I mean? Like when we bring up his stats, when we get to that topic here in a minute, we're going to talk, we're going to compare the seasons of Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. And he just never threw the picks. He never threw the ball in the middle of the field. It was dry. Right. It would drive us crazy. He never wanted to make the mistake. And that's why in the locker room, you know, I don't know. I think some of these guys are missing that. Like, I think that's what Jair wanted to say in that interview. And I, I would have rather just like, he was just open and honest when they were like, what is this team missing? And he was like, nothing. We got everything we need. I think you need a guy like Rogers. Even if you think he's a Richard, even if you think he's a jerk, man, like he's a winner and he's an alpha male. And like, that's what yeah. this league is. It's guys like Tom Brady, you know, it's guys that we hate, you know, but we're not in the locker room with those guys. And Jordan Love's just not there yet. He's, he's young, but like, that's what worries me just a little bit. Last thing I'll say on it, because you know, who is there already CJ Stroud? I don't, it worries me. I'd be worried if I was a Carolina fan. I don't know that Bryce Young has that. I watch him on the sidelines, and it looks like it's some like he wants to cry sometimes. C.J. Stroud threw a pick against the Bengals with a 10-point lead. They tie that game, and he just goes out there the next drive, lets that thing rip, and wins the game. And then after, he's like, you know, in the locker room giving speeches, even though he's only 22 years old, 23 years old. You listen to him in these interviews, and he's like, this team's never going to suck again. And that's what Joe Burrow was saying, too. We need that from Jordan Love. I would love to hear Jordan Love be like, we're going to run the table. I don't know. Show some freaking confidence, kid. Anyway. It's interesting. I saw a video before we came on on uh, Twitter. Uh, it was a Carolina Panthers owner. And he said that they had a three-way trade worked out last year before the draft, the week before the draft. It was them, the Bears, and the Texans. And the Texans were going to one. The Bears were going to two. And then the Panthers were going to two and flopping with the Bears. That was the deal. And this deal was done on like Wednesday. They pretty much all agreed to it, but the paperwork wasn't done. So Thursday comes, hear nothing. Friday comes, have heard nothing. Then they get a call from the Texans who back out and say, nope, no, we don't want to do this. We changed our mind. We don't want to do it. So then they get on the phone. 
They talk to polls and they hammer out the deal to go from one to nine to make it work to get Carolina to one. But it sounds like they did not want to go to one. They wanted to go to two uh, and then let the Texans make their decision of who they wanted to pick at quarterback and then probably take whoever was left. Um, I had not heard that story before, but that's interesting to hear it now knowing the Texans ended up with two really good players on offense and defense by the time that whole thing was uh, said and done versus maybe just getting a quarterback and that being it. So Texans uh, come out looking even smarter than they were before. All right, uh, let's uh, get ready for topic number two. You're listening to Kurt and Long here either on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast, we'll do that coming up next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See Sparky Fiber, Ryan Horvat, Kurt and Long. Ryan, you can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. What do you want to see Jordan Love do better the second half of the season? We talked about what we like from Jordan Love so far. What do you want to see Jordan Love do better? Dan Orlovsky uh, made a great point uh, yesterday morning, I think it was. And I agree with him a thousand percent. I literally was saying it on my couch while I was watching the game. But nobody else has said any word about it. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. I've I'm, I'm never played quarterback in the NFL. Uh, his ball placement on some of these routes uh, is really negating how big of yardage they can pick up, right? So uh, a ball that should get you 10 to 12 yards because he's throwing it low and the receiver's having to go down and catch it and end up on the ground, it's going for five yards. If he hits the receiver in the chest, the receiver's able to turn around and run and get another four or five yards. And yes, it's a completion, but it's not a completion getting the most out of that play because of where you're throwing the football. Uh, and as Orlovsky also pointed out, look, it, like Ryan said, he's making a lot of great throws, like highlight type throws. You're like, holy crap, like that's great. The problem is he's not making enough of the second level throws, the good throws. He needs to make more good throws um, going forward and getting the ball in better placement to hit guys on the run so they can go upfield so they don't have to fall to the knees to catch the ball or stop the route in order to catch the ball. Uh, I, I very well uh, well done by Dan Orlovsky to point that out. I think he's right. I don't disagree. So I guess that would be what I want to see uh, Jordan Love do better is quit throwing those balls to guys' ankles. Uh, they essentially have to stop themselves. I love yeah. when you get a ball thrown, you're on the ground. Nobody's near the, the wide receiver and the dude just starts rolling like he's in kindergarten, rolling and rolling and rolling until somebody touches him because there's no way you're getting back up. If you get back up, you're going to get clobbered. So you just roll to uh, try and get another yard or two. Those are the things you know, I agree with Orlowski that you want to see him do better. Uh, Ryan Horvat, what do you want to see Jordan Love do better? Yeah, you know, I mean, I agree with all that. Um, uh, you know, like just it's a good, it's really a good question. I mean, you kind of just said it all right there. Dan kind of said it all. Um, and I completely agree, you know, that with Jordan Love, because again, like the arm talent is there and you just wonder, um, and, and like I wasn't being a hater when the Packers drafted Jordan Love, like everybody thinks I was being, I was just saying like Jordan Love's a project that probably has to play right now. Like you just really you you, you would have rather him get rid of these growing pains early on in his career, like as yep. a rookie, than right now when you have to make a decision on Jordan Love 
already this year or next year. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you wonder how many of these things are coachable that we are watching, like the things that Dan is talking about. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, I always thought like if you have a rocket arm, like Favre or like Josh Allen, like that's kind of what you were if you weren't an accurate quarterback. And then remember a couple of years ago, Josh Allen out of nowhere was one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the league. Now he's regressed again and picked up bad habits. And a lot of it I feel like is probably correctable or fixable, whether it's, you know, going back to front squats, deadlifts, uh, mechanics, whatever it was that Rodgers went back and watched film. You know, maybe Jordan Love just needs a full offseason with Tom or with somebody else. Maybe Jordan Love works with Aaron Rodgers, as crazy as it sounds this offseason. Yeah. And figures out whatever the hell it was that Rodgers saw. You know what I mean? Like how he was planting his foot. Because uh, there are simple mechanics that you could just fix. You know, now that there, I feel like there weren't maybe back in the day. It's just a little bit different. Back in the day, also, guys played sports. I mean, this might be like a dumb take. Guys played like three different sports. Like guys played baseball, basketball, football. Now guys focus on their craft year-round. I mean, you know the spark. Like kids play baseball year-round. If your kid plays baseball, that's what he's doing. For sure. You know, you see baseball by the time summer rolls around because he just wrapped up fall ball. With football, it's kind of the same thing. There used to be like speed camps, um, especially like, you know, Joliet Catholic, like all the running backs, all the skill position players would go to like, uh, I know Don Beebe had a, had a speed yeah, camp absolutely. maybe like Raff or somebody like that. Yep. And they would go to these speed camps. Now, man, look at all these quarterback camps. Look at the, the elite 11 or whatever it is, the Dilfer camp, the Manning camp. There's so many different camps. You where seven on seven passing leagues going on inside of different places. Yeah. Some of this stuff for Jordan love might be correctable. Some of this stuff might be just like Jordan love needs to see some of these defenses, see what these coordinators are doing. Um, and that's where it comes down to coaching or he just doesn't have it. And, you know, he's, he's got a, he's got a good arm. He could be a good backup in this league. Like Jordan love has a job. He's not going to be out of this league. He won't be in the XFL. He's talented. I just don't know if he's talented enough to win you a Super Bowl. And I think that should be the goal. The goal shouldn't be like, Oh, well, Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo took the Niners to a Super Bowl. Unless, you know, you feel confident that Brian Gutekinds is going to be able to draft the next Fred Warner and the next, right. You know, um, all those guys, man. So with Jordan Love, I just want to see him get a little bit better every week. And last week, I don't care about – I mean, I do care about the interceptions in the fourth quarter because that was kind of the same nonsense that we saw the first couple weeks, you know. But with Jordan Love, he got better last week. He was watchable. I, I actually enjoyed watching the Packers last week. Yeah, they moved the ball the every time they had it for the most part. I didn't enjoy them. And it didn't help that I had to watch him in primetime, like with my co-host. I like to watch the games by myself. Even with fellow Packer fans, I just like to be in my own zone because I watch the game differently. You know, but like I didn't enjoy the last two weeks. Last week, even though they lost, I was fine with it. I was like, I didn't think they were going to win that game. I bet against them in that game. But I saw some stuff. You know, the same stuff that you see. Like Patrick Mahomes has, what, eight or nine interceptions this year. Josh Allen has nine interceptions. I don't give a crap about interceptions, man. I just want to know, like, can you make the throws? And are you going to make the right decisions in the fourth quarter? If you throw a pick in the second quarter, it is what it is. But we can't have these back-breaking interceptions in the fourth quarter. I don't even like A.J. Dillon, but that's Jordan Love's best friend. You should always know where his ass is at on that field, man. And if he's wide open underneath, take that throw, you know. And then we got to trust the other thing we haven't talked about. I wanted Mason back. I know everybody else felt differently. Then we got to worry about the kicker, Carlson, making the damn kicks when they count. 
I'm trying not to think about that. Let's move on. Uh, okay, let's uh, go to the next topic. I don't want to stress over the damn kicker. Help is all I'm saying, man. I, I, okay. I feel like the kicker in football is like a closer in baseball. Like, worry about that when your team's good and, and you need the kicker. When you suck, it doesn't really matter, to be honest with you. The Maybe only reason on purpose so we could get Caleb. Yeah, right. But I mean, the only th- thing that I was mad about in training camp was listen. Like if they win seven games and the kicker costs us three and it could have been a playoff team, I'm going to be mad. This is not a playoff team. They don't look anything close to a playoff team. So it really doesn't matter from that aspect if he makes it or not. Do I still get upset when Carlson misses a kick? Yes. But for the most part, he's been a lot better than I than I expected, at least uh, coming into this year. There's no doubt about that. All right, take a quick time. I'll come back on the other side. We're going to compare Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers' number uh, in their first year here on Curd and Long, Steve Sparky Fiverr. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Ryan Horvath, Bet MGM tonight. Follow him at Ryan Horvath. All right, let's talk about Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers in their first year here on Curd and Long. Don't forget, you can listen to us on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast app. You can also check out the videos on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We normally stream these live uh, during the course of the week. Record Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Download them at 5 p.m. Central Time all three of those days. Ryan Wood put this stat out from the Green Bay Press Gazette. You can follow him on Twitter at ByRyanWood. Uh, and it was simple. Jordan Love through nine starts. 176 of 300. 58.7% completion ratio percentage, which we all know isn't good. 2,009 yards, 6.7 yard average, 14 touchdowns, 10 picks, 80.5 quarterback rating at this point. Jordan Love, 16 game pace, 3,571 yards, 24 touchdowns, 17 picks, and an 80.5 rating in comparison to Aaron Rodgers' first year as starter. He had a 63.6 percentage completion rate, so five percentage points better. Seven and a half yard average, which is almost a full yard better. 4,038 yards, which would be about 500 yards more than Rodgers, than Jordan Love. 28 touchdowns, 13 picks, uh, and 93.8 rating. So overall, Rodgers, again, we don't know what Love's going to look like, but this is just based on everything to this point, averaging it out is all Ryan Wood did, and then going forward. I think his numbers are going to be better than what's projected because it feels like the last two weeks they're getting better. I'm hoping that these first half of games where we did three or four weeks where it was one, two, three, punt, one, two, three, punt over and over again are done. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, And we can get to moving the ball every first half. But if Jordan Love finishes at 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns, 17 picks, and a quarterback rating of 80, Ryan Horvath, is that acceptable? Yeah, for sure. I think it's acceptable. Again, like I kind of just wish this came like his rookie year, but that's not what we're, that's not the world we're living in. And that's not the world that we were living in with Aaron. Right. Um, I don't know though, man. Like it's easy to say now. And, and I, I don't think a lot of people can say this, but I was always an Aaron guy. I was the biggest Brett guy. I was, but I was sick of Brett because I was sick of the, just like the tears at the end of every single season. And I thought, and like, I just wanted him to say after that heartbreaking loss to the Giants at Lambeau, like I kind of wanted to, don't get me wrong, I wanted to trade Rodgers for Randy Moss. Sure. You know, so did everybody else. But I wanted to hear Favre after that game be like, yo, we were this close. We got a good team, a good defense. And, uh, you know, like Greg Jennings was just coming up. I'll be back next year. And then I would have been like, let's go. But no, he was gone. And it was Aaron's turn. And Aaron showed us against the Cowboys he could play. Then, of course, he got hurt. But um, 
So I was ready for Aaron. And even like that first year, man, like that defense kept letting us, letting them down. And Aaron got hurt multiple times. And I just saw things. That's just what I want to see from Jordan. And I do see like last game, I saw some, some of the stuff. So um, yeah, like the numbers, I'm not even really worried about the numbers. He can throw 20 picks. It is what it is. It's just when he throws them again, you know what I mean? And like, does he make the smart decision, the right football play? Uh, that's really all I care about with Jordan Love. And again, like I want to ride with Jordan Love next year, regardless, unless you're uh, at one or two. Yeah, you're at one or two, and then you got to get one of those guys. If you were going to move off of Jordan Love, I would have did it. I mean, remember when the Ravens didn't want to commit to Lamar Jackson? I would have made a phone call. Hey, we got Aaron Rodgers. Hey, we got uh, you know right. not, not a whole else lot lot that you want, but um, you, like you know what I mean because. I don't want to live in the world where you're the Colts. No offense, Spark. I mean, now you have Anthony Richardson, but I don't want like Carson Wentz one year. Every year. Matt Ryan one year, and then the yeah. corpse of Phillip Rivers one year. I don't want to do that. I would rather like let Jordan Love work out these growing pains, and then if he sucks in a year or two, move on. It's just – it was like, you know, the the draft where Trevor Lawrence was at number one. You had to take Trevor Lawrence. You know, it was yep. like RG3 and Andrew Luck were there. We had to take one – you had to take one of those two guys. I don't think the Packers are going to be bad enough for a Drake May or a Caleb Williams, but Agreed. if they were, I would want to move off of Jordan Love for one of them. But I think I've seen enough to want to see more. Um, and I'm not the guy that drafted him. It's not my money. Right. And yep. if he sucks, I want Goot. I want this to be on Goot. That's the thing. I think Goot's a little nervous, man. I think he wanted to make the big ballsy pick. He wanted to be like Dad. He wanted to be like Ted. He made the pick. Because we all saw stuff from Jordan Love that year at Utah State, and we're like, holy cow, is this Mahomes? And even the year he threw all the picks, we're like, Mahomes wasn't that great in college. I mean, like, he had a ridiculous arm, but he threw a bunch of picks. He was, you know, working with that idiot Kingsbury. But then, um, you know, then at practice, I do think that there was something to that, where they didn't know if Jordan Love was the guy. I mean, you believe that, right? Yep. Yeah, and I think Goot was like, oh, crap, what have I done? Um, And now I think he's like, oh, God, what do I do? He's lucky that he's in this market in Green Bay because if he's in New York, like Dave Gettleman and those guys, you know, there's probably a little bit more pressure when the New York Times is putting out front page articles calling for your head. Like the Green Bay Press Gazette, God bless them, isn't calling for the head of Ryan Gudikins. No. We're no. like reliving Aaron Rodgers' 2012 season and comparing yeah, no. it to <laughs> No, that's not happening. No, that's definitely not happening. I totally agree with you uh, on that one. All right. Uh, I-, I want one other thing here. Yeah. Rodgers, when he came in, we've talked about this in the past, had veterans around him. How much of a benefit do you think that was for Rodgers that first year versus what Love is dealing with? Oh, a lot. I mean, like, that's the thing. It's hard to be hard on Jordan Love every week. I'm hard on him when he just does something stupid. But I'm easy on him when he's dealing with, like, offensive linemen that have no business being in the league. That's what it comes down to. I mean, the receivers are probably fine. Christian Watson... Like, we'll I talk about these, next. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, none of these guys are all pros. There's not a Garrett Wilson or a Chris Olave right. on that team. I'm sorry. There just isn't. I do like Jaden Reed a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. He might be really good. He might be an all-pro, pro-bowler good. Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed's the best wide receiver on this team. And it's crazy to see that after a loss, the wide receiver room is led by a rookie. Yeah, Reed, Reed, Reed had a meeting right oh, by his locker after the game. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's a kid. He's the best one. And I don't – hands down, he's the best one. I mean, Christian Watson has all the physical tools. Christian Watson's like Ben Simmons, man. You know what I mean? Oh, like God. where he's got it all and you wish you could oh. be him. Like I would kill to run a 4-3-40 and be 6-3. I, 
I also think people are a little hard on Christian Watson's family on social media. A lot yeah, His mother and his parents are going to defend him. If that was me, my mom would be like calling for these people's heads. I mean, that's right. what or my- his brother, his brother, his brother fights with everybody on Twitter. Trey. I, have no, I, I have no problem with that, man. Like, because like that's family. Like, yes. You know what I mean, right. and, and at the end of the day, yeah, I want Christian Watson to be better, but he's a human, you know, like, People probably watch a show and they're like, oh, Horvat told me to bet Tulane. They got smoked by 40 to UMass. I want him to be better. You know, but I don't like, I don't think they should be like calling for me to die on Twitter. People might not like my Jordan Love takes, but I think like I have to hit the block button when they're like, you know, saying mean stuff. Right. These guys at the end, they're humans. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. That, that's a side note. But yeah, all these guys got to be better. And I think a lot of that has to do with it, man. I mean, there's no Greg Jennings or Donald Driver in that locker room. Interesting uh, th- stat we want to go over uh, coming up about Christian Watson uh, that got put out there as far as wide receivers in single coverage this year, a minimum of 150 routes through week 10. Uh, Peter Bukowski uh, put this out, uh, and the chart is from uh, at throw the damn ball uh, is where he got it from. Uh, we'll talk about that chart coming up next here on Curtin Law. All right, back on Curd and Long. Of course, you can download us on your Odyssey app uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. We uh, put the podcast up 5 p.m. Central Time. You can go through and listen to, tell your friends, tell your family members. Plus, you can also live stream us on the Odyssey Sports uh, YouTube page as well. We were talking before the break about Christian Watson uh, and this chart as far as how many times he faces double teams. He faces more double teams than any receiver in the NFL. Any receiver in the NFL. The second closest to him is Chris Godwin. Then Calvin Austin of all people. That is crazy to me that he is the most double covered receiver in all of football. If you look at the, the, it's a chart on the left side, percentage of routes to get single coverage. He only gets it 25% of the time. That's it. DeAndre Hopkins gets it 45% of the time he gets single coverage. T. Higgins is like 46, 47% of the time. Garrett Wilson is 45% of the time he gets single coverage. And you already said how bad Alan Lazard is. Uh, And they have nobody proven with Christian Watson uh, at this point. I am shocked by that fact that he is the most double-covered guy in the National Football League. That just blows my mind. It's because everybody else sucks. Yeah, but they don't. You just said Jaden Reed's the best receiver on the team. Yeah, nobody and, knows who the hell he is yet. <laughs> right. How right. many people were watching Michigan State football? I don't think Mel Tucker was the head coach. I don't think he was watching. He was too busy. Never mind. Uh, Leave it alone. Well, yep. Be nice. Be nice. Hey, now. Hey, I already now. went on the air and my producer was like, and I was like, don't worry, man. It's it's okay. I, I listened to Mike Valeni's show out in Detroit. He told somebody that, never mind. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'm kind of shocked. The thing about Christian Watson too, Spark, is he runs one route. Dude, the passer quarterback rating against Christian for Christian Watson. We just, I think we said this on Monday. I think I read those some. I did read those numbers on Monday. Go back and listen to Curlog podcast on Monday. The passer rating for Jordan Love when throwing to Christian Watson is like 48. Like, don't all these other NFL teams see those numbers? Don't they pay people? for analytics and knowing numbers and this and that and all this other stuff. And I, he is that bad. I'm being targeted by Jordan Love. Why in God's name am I double teaming him for? I'm a bad co-host because I meant to do this. I wanted to look at his route tree. I wanted to, I want a route breakdown. I feel like everything with Watson is vertical. 
And I get it. He's, I get it. He's like six three, six four, whatever the hell he is, and he runs a four three forty. He's your burner, the guy that takes the top off the defense. But like this was always my like MVS now in Kansas City runs routes. It's not just hey, run fifty yards down the field. Right. Like we have Christian Watson, and this is what they're doing with Rodgers, just streaking down the field. But Jordan Love can't get him the ball right now. So do something different, man. Get him the ball Run somewhere some else on the field. Routes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could come up with, I mean, I could, I could do it. I'm about, actually, I haven't told you this. I'm going to be calling some plays beginning next Saturday. Uh, Not next Saturday. After college football season, Nathan's all in on football now. And uh, we're going to play some flag football and I'm going to coach the team. So, I mean, I'll have those kids running routes and we'll be hanging 40 every weekend. But I, I can't do that. It goes better for you than it did for me because my my flag football coaching experience, we got destroyed every game. I think we scored one touchdown uh, the entire flag football season this fall. We, was, we had second graders. They had third graders. Well, and let me tell you, the maturity and the physical size difference between a second and a third grader is much bigger gap than I thought. I literally, Ryan, had four kids that wanted to play and never wanted to come out the field. The rest of them all wanted to sit on the sidelines and watch and beg me to come out and not have to play. So I hope for your sake that you have kids that actually want to play football. I, I, think, I, this hope is be, I think this is actually going to be my future career. As you know, my grandfather, the great Gordy Gillespie, we just coached mm-hmm. the kid at the end of the bench. That's going to be a goal of mine. And then uh, hopefully one day somebody will write a book about me, the team about my fourth grade flag football team taking home the ship. My kids got a rocket for an arm, just like I did too. My issue was like, and I'm not perfect. So I, I could, I could, I could do, you know, I could rip myself too. I couldn't take snaps because it's true, man. The small hands thing is true. I have small, no. small hands, big feet though. So we don't need those kind of yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't, I struggled to take snaps under center except for my huh. center in the seventh grade. Everything had to be out of shotgun. When I got to high school at Joliet Catholic, my grandpa's offense, there was no shotgun, double wing, everything under center. I couldn't, I couldn't get couldn't anything. Do it. No, I, I, everything. So yeah, the small hands, that was a thing for me for some reason, man, but I could sling the pill. So well, my flag football, you're not yeah. under center. Anyhow, flag football, you're on a shotgun. You're not. No, that's the thing. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize I couldn't do it until it was, it was time to actually have to do it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Jordan Love may be just fine, man. We'll, we'll see. If Christian Watson, I don't know. I mean, um, he might not be good. Dude, he's number one in getting double covered. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say, you stink. Right, Listen, when MVS dropped balls and James Jones dropped balls and these guys all dropped balls, they weren't leading the league and getting double covered week in and week out in the National Football League. It just, they weren't. They were just dropping balls at an alarming rate. Now, we can argue about should he do more fighting for a ball one way or the other? You could have that conversation. But I, you know who he is, I think? I think he's Elvin Harper. Remember Elvin Harper for the 90s Cowboys? The oh, receiver yeah. opposite of Michael Irvin? That's all that dude ran. He just ran go routes. That's all. Every time. That was, trying to hike the ball. because he was pounding cocaine before games. That's all they could get him to do is just Details. run out there. Hey, hold on. All right. So uh, Christian Watson, right? Of 84 receivers targeted at least 40 times, 48 times, his drop rate of 10.9% ranked 80th. 
So out of 84 graded receivers that are targeted at least 48 times, okay, he has a drop rate of 10.9%, which rates 80. So, so there's four wide worst. receivers in the league that are worse right now gotcha. than Christian Watson at catching the football. This is my issue, man. Like, oh, Devontae yeah. had drops early on, and people like Bart were calling for his head. I liked – see, again, though, like, it was – with Devontae, though, it was like, okay, he's just got to put it together. And same thing like with Watson. I'm not out on Watson. I don't know. I felt like Devontae had more mental toughness to him. Oh, no. Devontae, there was a story where Devontae was thinking of quitting football at one point when he was in Green Bay because he was so frustrated and mad at the whole situation that he literally was thinking about quitting football and not playing the, not playing in the NFL anymore. He was just going to walk away because of the drops and it was getting to him. It was beating him up mentally. And he was so pissed off at himself that he was really contemplating at one point walking away from the game. I'm telling you that that is not easy when you're a public figure, you have high expectations and then you don't live up to them and you have to deal with social media, media, seeing people out in the store or wherever the case may be. That will take a huge mental toll on you. Forget what happens in the game, right? We talked about Wicks earlier, head down, walking off. Oh, poor me. Okay, fine. But now we're talking about everybody saying, dude, Christian Watson sucks. Like, you are killing us, right? Just get him off the damn field. He is killing us. That's completely different. This is a second-round pick that had success with Rodgers in the second half of last year. Coming into this year, he was supposed to be the number one wide receiver. He was going to be their go-to guy going forward. He worked, as you pointed out, with Jordan Love in the offseason, trying to work on that chemistry to build that up to get that better, and none of it has mattered, and he's been brutal. But as has been pointed out by others, like you, Devontae Adams sucked. I, I thought he was James Jones. That's who I thought he was. And he turns out to be one of the greatest receivers in the game, right? And he turned it around. So there's not to say he can't turn it around. But right now, no, he's he's not very good. But yet he gets double covered more than anybody in the league. Again, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but that doesn't make any damn sense to me, Ryan Horvath. doesn't make a bit of sense. Yeah, I know, but like the proof is right there in the numbers that he's dropping 10.9% yep. of his targets. At what point is Jordan Love just like, screw this? Right. And I feel like I have to change my stance around here, and I have to be Team Jordan Love because my issue, you know, some of those down years for the Packers where they didn't get Aaron Rodgers any help. And I feel like that should maybe be my stance here with Jordan Love the more I look into the numbers and I see that Christian Watson can't catch a pass to save his life. And he's throwing to Luke Musgrave, who can't catch a pass to save his life. And I've seen enough of trying to think of, man, like who I actually like really on that offensive line. Who do you like on the offensive line? Zach Tom at right tackle. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, Zach Tom's a yeah. – And Elton Jenkins, I don't know. He's been hurt all year. So if I get old Elton Jenkins back, who was like all pro could play anywhere on the line. I love Elton Jenkins, obviously. Um, and Zach Tom this year, I only like Zach Tom and, yeah, and the small of Sean Ryan. I liked, and then they yanked him. And that was the end of that. Yeah. I just, so, I mean, it's so hard to evaluate a quarterback when this is what he's dealing with, but um, right. yeah. Yeah. Christian That's Watson, exactly right. has, Christian Watson has to be better. Or they have to start giving him targets. He has to, and he's going to get targets when he's on the field. So he's got to start. I keep waiting for that breakout game. And Could it's be funny, against the Chargers. It's, I mean, and that's the thing. Like it has to. But we said that. I mean, against Denver, it should have came. You and know, Denver now. Denver has came. become the Lions of last year. 
Lions beat the Packers. They got on that they huge run. Second half of the year, the Lions. And now the Broncos beat the Packers. And now look who's starting to get on a run and playing better football. All of a sudden, they're going to have it. They might have a chance at the playoffs at this point. That's just crazy. I do think, and I know we'll do our predictions, obviously, coming up on Friday, but I do think that the Packers beat the Chargers. No, I'm not picking them. I do. I think the Packers beat the Chargers, and I think Brandon – here's a little early Horvath prediction. I'm taking the Packers plus three. Also, just before we even get to Friday, in case the number's gone, here's a little bonus. I love Oregon State against Washington. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites, a two-loss team at home over an undefeated team that's number five in the country. That's called the market indicator, kids. We could talk about it more on Friday, but grab Oregon State now before they get to three because that number is going to be long gone by the time we do the show in 48 hours. I just bet the money line, minus 135. But I think my hot take, really quick, Packers win on Sunday, maybe win by margin, like seven to ten points, and then uh, Brandon Staley gets fired on Monday. I think the Chargers, he's the problem too, man, because the offense is not the problem. We saw that last week. Justin Herbert was matching score for score. But the defense has somehow regressed every year since Anthony Lynn, even though they have. And some of these guys I get are, you know, always injured or hurt. But, yeah, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James. I mean, these guys are a lot better than, you know, the guys that we got on the defensive side of the ball. And they've regressed every year, even though Brandon Staley was hired because he was this defensive, you know, whiz, this defensive genius. So that's on him. So he's got to go, and then Kellen Moore will become the interim head coach, and then we see what happens there. If I'm Ben Johnson and I'm leaving Detroit, that's the job I want. No though. doubt, yeah. I want to go coach either Justin Herbert or I want the job, whoever gets Caleb or Drake. Yep, totally agree. He is Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter, Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight. And, of course, tailgate to kickoff Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern. Catch that on 1250 a.m. The Fan in the Milwaukee area if you are here. Otherwise, BetQL radio stations around the country, they all carry it. Follow me at Sparky Radio, 1250amthefan.com. Don't forget our 17th annual fan toy drive for Children's Wisconsin. Robin's Nest starts Monday, November 27th through Friday, December 1st. 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Each day I'll be out there at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek on Ross and Avenue. Love to see you. Uh, if you don't live in the area and you want to donate online, you can do that right now. Go to 1250amthefan.com. Click on the Toy Drive link. It'll take you right through to where you can donate to Children's Wisconsin. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Toodles. Toodles.